I Like It with Swizehead and Napoleon. Hello listeners and welcome to the first ever inaugural episode of I Like It. Do you like it? I like it. I do like it. I also like it. I like it. I'm Swinehead and I'm here with Napoleon. Hello! And um, yeah, Napoleon, why don't you tell people what we're going to be doing on this brand new podcast? Right, we're going to be uh, discussing all of the very many things that we like. Like everything we like like we like a lot a lot of things don't we oh we do like a lot a lot of things uh i like for instance uh i like jam do you like jam big fan of jam i like low quality jam i like really really low quality jam i like the old bon mamon bon mamon what the fuck what's that it's a posh jam bon mamon is that just is that a london thing no, you should try it. It's a delicious uh, concert. Bon Mamon. I, I, like, uh, I like Tesco's Value Jam, which is made from off of the floor sweepings in a jam factory. That's my favourite jam. Right, I'll give it a try. Another example of things we like, I like uh, crisps. Uh, who doesn't like crisps? Fools don't like crisps. You'd have to be mad not to like crisps. What's your favourite crisps? It's impossible to say, but uh, lately I've been enjoying the frazzle. The Frazzle, it's a classic. What about you? Uh, Marks and Spencer's uh, Salt and uh, Black Pepper Crisps. What? Yeah, <laughs> that threw you, didn't it? Of course it's not, it's what's it? Right, it's time for the first ever thing that one of us likes. What do you like? Meat paste. Meat paste. By that, I take it you mean a terrine or a a pâté? Please don't use uh, fancy words. I mean a small jar you see in supermarkets. A jar, not a terrine. I don't even know what one of those is. It's a French pâté, mate. Is it a French word for jar? No, I think it's a French word for meat paste, but... Ah, right, well, no, I mean meat paste. Good old-fashioned British meat paste. I've got a list here of, I think, all of the meat pastes in existence, and they are as follows. Are you ready? Yep. Beef. That's undisputable, isn't it? That's definitely a meat. Yep. Beef and tomato. Yep. Right. Ham. That's not one of them... Wait. One of them isn't a meat. Tomato is not a meat. Yeah, but it's a meat paste. Carry on. Right, yeah. Ham. Ham and chicken. Ham paste. Hey, what? Ham paste. I've never yeah, seen that Yeah, ham paste. Before. Ham paste. It's got a pig on the front. Right. Right, you're ruining my list. No, just, just be quiet until I've ended my list, all right? I'll start again. Beef. Beef and tomato. Ham. Ham and chicken. Chicken. Sardines and tomato. Salmon. And bloater. What's the last one? Bloater. 
Bloater? What's a bloater? Bloater is a kind of smoked herring. I mean, it sounds horrible, doesn't it? Bloater paste. Yeah. yeah. What would you like for your tea? Bloater paste, please, Mum. Are you having these as, like, full dinners? That's your dinner, meat no, paste? No, I don't... Who has meat paste as your dinner, unless you're, like, a elderly miner from 1923? It's a snack. It's a snack food. Who eats meat paste at all? Only you. Well, I, I, I'm sure there's, there's, there's other people other than me. Um, basically, anybody who likes old people food. Do you like old people food? I like some old people food. For example, I like a chocolate lime. I like a chocolate lime. Uh, they're not my favourite sweet, but they're certainly one of my favourite sweets. Would you say that qualifies as an old person food? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's up there with the mint imperial, isn't it, that? Oh, yeah, that's that's aged very badly, the mint imperial. Oh, jeez, yeah, you get a mint imperial now. I think, what on earth am I doing? Why am I, why am I eating this when Haribo exists, for example? Yeah, or a soft mint. Or a soft mint. That's what the cool kids eat. Do you want to know, according to the Googles, ha- <coughs> according to the Googles, how they make meat paste? Tell me. Okay. This is according to the Googles. The process entails pureeing or grinding the carcass left after the manual removal of meat from the bones and then forcing the slurry through a sieve under pressure. This puree includes bone, bone marrow, skin, nerves, blood vessels and the scraps of meat remaining on the bones. Doesn't that sound lovely? That sounds delicious. Do they actually use the word slurry? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, effectively, meat paste that you buy in thing, not like pate or that uh, Turin thing you mentioned. I think the meat paste that you buy in in Britain is basically slurry in in a pot. And you love it. I do. It's very nice. I have it with the old uh, with milk roll. Do you remember them from off of the old days? You're making things up now. I'm not. Milk roll is basically training bread for toddlers. Right, like a rusk. No, it's not a rusk. It's a loaf of bread, but it's 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 very 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 light and fluffy bread. Uh, as I say, made, aimed mainly at children. Are you eating this on the daily? Uh, no, I don't eat it on the daily. I have it as a bit of a treat every now and again when I remember it exists. It's not in like the shops, is it? Where do you get what, it from? Milk, milk. Warburton's make it. Warburton's the biggest bread people in Britain. I'm talking about the paste. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where do you get meat paste from? Yeah. Supermarkets. Never seen it. Well, maybe in the 80s when I was a kid, my mum might get crab paste. You didn't mention crab paste. I mean, oh, shit, I miss crab paste. Hang on, let me write that down. Crab. There we go. Yeah, that's part, that's added to the list. So you've eaten meat paste. Do you like meat paste? Uh, I think I avoided it in favour of Marmite, peanut butter, the proper spreads. Marmite. What has Marmite got to do with meat paste? It's a yeast extract, and yeast comes from... Brewing. Oh, brewing. Yeah, you made a boob there. You've ruined the meat paste section. on to our uh, next favouritest thing of all time ever. It's uh, it's one of yours, isn't it? So uh, would you like to introduce what it is uh, with that lovely singing voice of yours? I'm not going to sing it, but one Why? of my favourite thi- What? Why? 
Why would I sing it? We haven't sung the previous ones. Well, yeah, but I think it'd be lovely if you sung it. Or you could, you could just say what it is, and I'll sing it. All right, compromise. All right. Yeah, I'm not being pressured into singing, but one of the things I really like is self-help books. Okay, and I will then go. One of the things I really like is self-help books. There you go. Quite nice, that. Thanks. I love self-help books. Do you like self-help books? Uh, no, I've never read a self-help book. However, I have done a bit of research into self-help books uh, by uh, uh, bringing up the site of mattmorris.com. Is he? He's, he's the man who has written a list of the top 20 best self-help books of all time. So I'm presuming you've read all of these because you're a big fan of self-help books. Okay, let's see. Right, uh, number one, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. That's a novel. That's not really a self-help book. Right, so immediately, mattmorris.com, has, he's dropped a bollock here, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, any, is it worth going through the rest of his list? Let's give it a couple more. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. Would you, would you like to hear a bit about this, uh, this, this self-help book? Yeah, I've not read that one. Right, it says, Covey presents a holistic, integrated, principle-centred approach for solving personal and professional problems. With powerful insights and spot-on anecdotes, Covey reveals a pathway for living with fairness, integrity, service, and human dignity. Principles that give us the security to adapt to change and the wisdom and power to take advantage of the opportunities that change creates. That sounds all right, doesn't it? It sounds pretty good. If, you could, if it actually gets all that done, then it's worth a read, I'd say. Yeah, what's holistic mean? Um, I think it's like a picture, but where the picture comes out of the frame. What, like a hologram? Yeah, very similar to that. So what Covey is saying in his book is, if you behave like a hologram, then everything will be all right. Is that is that how it works? Yeah, I imagine if you behave like a hologram, then you will be able to adapt to change from what Covey's saying. Right, well, that's 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 fairly self-explanatory. All right, then, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Have you got that one? I haven't read that one, no. Right, so far, you're not doing very well on the list of the top 20 self-help books. What about Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki? I've read that one. Right, well, apparently... In that book, he tackles the financial literacy that's never addressed in schools. What's that mean? I think he's just saying, uh, well, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is about life is like this if you have a rich dad, but it's like this if you've got a poor dad. Right. It's like, is it like a box of chocolates? Well, if you've got a rich dad, you might have a box of chocolates. If you've got a poor dad, you'll just have crab paste, I imagine. If you've got a rich dad, I bet you've got a box of them Thornton's chocolates. You know, they're really fancy ones. Yeah, you get them for Christmas from uh, your rich aunt, don't you? I bet, yeah, Merry Christmas. Not just your rich aunt, but if you've got a rich father, I imagine you get them from him as well. So so you're already two boxes up there at Christmas, aren't you? Whereas if you've got a poor father, you probably get what? Well, we've just said crab paste, don't you? So the meaning of Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki is have a rich dad because that way you get an extra box of Thornton's chocolates. Is that correct? That's that's right, and it's even better if you behave like a hologram. Right, lovely jubbly. Next one, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Have you got that one? Yeah, but I have read that, but I think it's How to Make Friends and Influence People, isn't it? Uh, it's No, it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've got a picture of the cover up here. And are you accusing MarkMorris.com of lying? Matt Morris? I just think Carnegie's getting confused, but Morris probably is confused as well. I said Mark Morris there. I'd just like to apologise to uh, the Mac. This has got nothing to do with him. 
Yeah, you'll confuse people. They'll think he's returned for a third time. And this time he's he's recommended the 20 best self-help books. So have you read that one anyway? How to win friends, not make friends, and to win friends and influence people. Have you got that one? I did, and it helped me to win a couple of friends as well. What friends did you win, and how did you influence them? Uh, well, I get on quite well with the man who looks like Shrek from the off-licence. That's always a good contact to have. Definitely. I don't get any discounts or anything, but... I don't know, I get a cheery hello every time I go in. Does he sound like uh, the Meerkat assistant off of the Meerkat adverts? No, they're Russian, aren't they? Does he sound like that? No, why are you imagining that? There's you go to the shop. Hello, can I have some booze, please? Yes, you certainly can, my friend. Um, yeah, it's, that's uncanny. There we go. So that's how to win friends and influence people. Uh, I'm not going to do all 20 of these, but uh, should we go for The Road Less Travelled by M. Scott Peck? Can do. I've not read that. Right. Oh, well, sub that then. Uh, what about, uh, oh, uh, by my namesake, what about Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Yeah, I think I've read that one a long time did, ago. Right. And did you think, uh, once you thought, you were rich as, as Croesus? Uh Technically, no, but I was definitely a better person for having read the first three pages. So, I mean, how do you think you grow rich? Not sure. One of my favourites is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. You read that one? Hold on, let me go down the list, see if that's here. Hold on. I have pointed out to you that I've never read a self-help book in my life. Uh, Feel the what? Feel the Fear and Do, and do it, it Anyway. anyway by Susan Jeffers. Yeah. Yeah, so you and, and Mark Morris are in agreement here. And we're on the same page, which seems apt as we're talking books. There we go. Now, how did you feel the fear and how did you do it anyway? Um, well, it's like, you know, if you've got hemorrhoids and you want to go to the toilet, yeah, uh, it's quite scary. But then you do it anyway, don't you? Because what go else are you going to do? I go for it. I'm in this situation. I go for it. I'm not as young as I was. I'm not as young as I was. And that's exactly what I do. So that's what that book's about then. It's about having hemorrhoids and going for a poo. Pretty much. Do you want me to read a quote from Susan Jeffers? Uh, yes, please. See if this applies to you. So here she goes. This is what Susan says. Me? Yeah. Right. Taking responsibility means never blaming anyone else for anything you are being, doing, having or feeling. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't agree with that. You carry a lot of blame, do you? Uh, no, well, I don't carry blame. I, I portray I, I portray blame on others. You portray it on others? What does that you, mean? No, I, 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 I exude blame. You blame people? I blame, I blame people. I'm like the blame master. Well, Jeffers would not approve. Do you remember the Beast Master? Yeah, brilliant film. Right? Well, I'm like the Beast Master, but for blame. Uh, let's move on to another one. This time it's something that you quite like. Uh, do you want to tell us what it is, Napoleon? Uh, I can indeed. It is. I guess that's why they call it the Blues by Elton John. Hey, hey Elton John. If Elton John's listening, I'd just like to say hello. Hello, Elton. Do you think he's listening? Oh, why not? 
Uh, I'd like to say that too. And also, well done on your fantastic performance on the lockdown version of I'm Still Standing. That was oh, a treat. That was magnificent. I think we can recreate a little bit of that now, can't we? I think every other podcast has done it, but why not? Uh, well, in that case, we'll not do that. Um, uh, yeah. If, uh, no, I'm not. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, what is it about this song that gets your gets you going? Well, would you like a bit of information about it first? I've, uh, I've prepared a small speech. Yeah, go for it. All right, written by Elton's John and Bernie Tarpaulin for the 1983 album Elton Goes Bananas. I guess that's why they call it the blues. It was one of Elton's biggest hits of the 1980s. After or before he'd cleaned up his act with all that drugs business as depicted in the film Bohemian Rhapsody. Featuring Stevie Wonder on harmonica again, I guess that's why they call it the blues, is a stone cold 100% banger of the very highest order. There you go. Um, is it even the blues? It's not really a blues song, is it? Well, I mean, what is the blues? Well, we could get that up on Wikipedia. We should have researched it, really. Uh, woke up this morning. My wife was dead. That sort of thing, isn't it? That's the blues. That's the blues, isn't it? That's about, woke up this morning. My wife was dead. My kids were dead. So everybody was, that's, that's basically the blues. That's the blues explained. That's how the blues sounds to me. And I don't think Elton is dealing in the blues on this one. Well, is he or isn't he? What do you mean? Well, is he or isn't he? Is this a blues? Well, I mean, we better sort of like, I suppose, do a bit of it, haven't we? Yep, go for it. Don't wish it away. Don't look at it like it's forever. Between you and me, I could honestly say the fangs could only get better. There you go. Is that the blues? It wasn't that bluesy because you didn't mention waking up this morning. Uh, did oh so really it should start off as opposed to I don't wish it away it should start off with I woke up this morning that yeah yep that would make sense and the next line don't look at it like it's forever should be my wife was dead that yeah that's that technically would make it the blues but I suppose he's not saying I guess that's why this song is the blues he's saying I guess that's why they call it the blues. Maybe he's blue. Maybe. Maybe he's down. I, mean, I never thought of that. Do you like the lyrics to this song? Uh, I do. I particularly like the uh, the chorus, which for uh, those unfamiliar with, uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues, it goes like this. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. I'll rush through this. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. Time on my hands can be time spent with you. Laughing like children, living like lovers, rolling like thunder under the covers. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. There you go. Yep. It, what see the theme of this song is I'm going to explain to you what the blues are. Here's the reason why I guess they call it the blues. But then he, right, he, yeah. he explains nothing. Well, he does. He says he's got time in his hands, and it could be time spent with you, not you. Uh, is is well, it was his wife at the time, wasn't it? Because it was before you know he changed his mind about things. Kiki D. Kiki D. So he's saying he's got time in his hands, and that could be time spent with Kiki D. Yeah, right. and while they're together, that could involve laughing like children, <laughs> that sort of thing. A high-pitched laugh. Yeah, do a, do, pretend you're a child and have a laugh. 
Like you've just you've just won a uh, a sherbet dib dab in a sherbet dib dab competition. <laughs> I've won a sherbet dib dab. Good. Right. So living like lovers. Okay. So he's with Kiki and he's living with her like lovers. Rolling like thunder under the covers. How do you do that then? Have you ever rolled like thunder under the covers? If I've got wind. So you mean you think he's talking about um, farting here, is he? I think they're both flatulent. I don't know what they've been eating, but it sounds a little bit like they're tromping under the covers, yeah. Right, so what Elton's John and Bernie Tarpaulin were actually talking about here is the blues is having time on your hands, laughing like a child who's won a show but did dab, uh, living like a lover but not actually a lover, and farting under a duvet cover. Correct. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. How do you think that went? That was our inaugural uh, first I Like It podcast. I think it went very well. I think we've got back on the horse uh, very well, or we've done it incredibly badly. Well, time will tell. Um, Well, that's it from us uh, this week. Are we doing this weekly? Uh, No, I don't think weekly. I think uh, that could be a, 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 well, what do you think? Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it totally depends on how popular this is. I think it'd be really popular or unpopular. I think it'd be very popular. We could be millionaires by the end of September 2020. I'd like that because then I'd buy a lion. I would buy golden egg cups for my soft-boiled eggs because I like soft-boiled eggs. Do you like lions? Uh, I like lions, but I don't like soft-boiled eggs. I don't like any kind of runny egg. Okay. Well, that's the subject for maybe next week's podcast. Well, I like it that you like it, and I don't like it. That's a categoric, I don't like it. I like that. I like that. No, I don't like that. All right, then. Uh, For now, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye.